Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. It is another episode of the Brutal Brothers Podcast. You got Eric. And Kyle. And I would like to talk about strength today. Here's why. Ever since I've been on vacation, I have been feeling weak. I got out of my workout routine, my... You know when you're in a really solid workout routine and you're in a... You've just got a daily part of your... Yes, you're just... you're, you're. It's hard to get off mm-hmm. once you have that momentum. And even though I've been maintaining, I haven't been growing. I, I haven't... I don't feel like I'm getting stronger. My dealing with some tendonitis, which has been slowing me down. And so it made me start to think about strength and how important strength is. And that made me start to question, is strength really important in the context of martial arts? If so, how much? Well, I think it's ultra important because let's take weight classes and heavyweights. The heavyweights aren't moving better and more dynamically and usually aren't as good of movers as let's say a lightweight or a welterweight but their overall strength and power fills that gap right and that's why they're pound for pound the, the best strongest people on the planet like they would win in a fight regardless of the the skill level so this is where it's contested it's debated is skill more important than strength or strength? If, if those two were on a balancing beam, mm. what would you say? Is skill more important? Because I've sparred with some strong dudes that have had no skill whatsoever and it wasn't hard. Especially like the gym, gym dudes gym that come, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and they were ready to fight. Uh, Puffed out chest mm-hmm. and, you know, full of ego. Yeah. And that's not fight specific strength, also. True. But, you know, cardio plays into a factor, yeah. timing, angles, distance. Yeah. Body awareness. Yes. Yeah. It's definitely in there. But if all things are around even, strength usually will win out. But again, if you are way more skilled, way better timing, way more knowledgeable in combat, you can beat a stronger opponent. Yeah. And I think one of the keys, and I, this whole situation's just started make it made me think about how I can easily get back into a routine where I am now building strength again. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that comes down to health. Yeah. Not only mentally, because if you're not, if you are in a funk, the last thing you want to do is, oh, I'm going to go work out. Like you just lack motivation. Yeah. And being injured can put you in the dumps because being in pain sucks. Mm-hmm. But sometimes pain is a good teacher. Right. Yeah. And your physical strength is one of the biggest determinants as you get older of your genetic age. The people that are able to keep their strength and keep like being able to sit, stand, walk long distances, pick things up, move their body and keep a certain set of physical strength really age way better than somebody who loses all of that and who doesn't continually practice it but injuries do play a factor and you always have to mix that into like the training program Mm -hmm. i just jacked up i think i swear i fractured a bone in my my forearm because my wrist was at a bad angle and it sent the force all the way down and i swear I, i fractured it close to the joint it feels like that and for like 
a month now i haven't been able to hit the heavy bag again or make contact with it or when we're hitting Mm -hmm. pads i just haven't been throwing it as hard yeah and you know haven't been sparring as hard but you know it takes you out of the rhythm yes i had this amazing heavy bag workout that i was doing for cardio and it was feeling good and all of a sudden like now i can have no ability to punch i had to switch up my workout routine but there's this mental thing that happens where you're like i'm injured like Mm -hmm. you know can't do as much Mm -hmm. and you lose your progress big time and i also find when you are feeling physically strong it also helps you feel mentally strong yeah strong mind strong body strength when strength flows through you you walk different. Yes. You're confident. You feel good. You feel strong. And man, that is a good feeling. Mm-hmm. To feel like... I remember... And I've been failing myself because I made a promise to myself that every day I would be in the best shape of my life. Whoa. Every day I was going to be in the best shape of my life. How is that possible? By always progressing a little bit. But like genetically, how is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> Well, good point. <laughs> but I would like to say maybe age adjusted. <laughs> where you where you decrease in physical strength as you yeah. get older, your mental strength picks it back maybe. up. Maybe. Yes. So at what point do, do bodies peak generally physically? Because there are some savants that are in their 40s and they're at their, they've never been stronger. Yeah. Fight age, like your prime is generally mid to late 30s. Yeah. And then, you know, f- nor- earlier, like north of 30s. Yeah, but north of 40s when you start getting out of your like peak fight years. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's not to say health wise mm-hmm. you're out yeah. of the. Man, like look yeah. at George St. Pierre. Oh my he's gosh. He's jacked. Yes. And he's working out all the time. Backflips, yeah, handstand push ups. He has to be in his 40s. 40s? Or, yeah. Yeah. Something like that? Probably early to mid-40s. Yeah. Yeah. Always swimming, cold plunge. Yes. Yoked. <laughs> Just crazy yeah, intense Chiseled. Fit. But, you know, sometimes you always got to be careful of Instagram, dude. Like the liver king. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because what you're seeing isn't necessarily the whole true story. Right. Yeah. And he just got, for anybody who's listening, there's a gentleman by the name the liver king and he just lives this natural lifestyle and only eats liver and he is what you would look at and be like man wow that guy is the epitome of strength and natural natural wow yeah he's got this natural lifestyle and supplement company (laughs) amazing and and here he is just taking all the pets yeah i swear every day i learn about something new that's corrupt yeah it's sad it is yeah why is everything a f- why are there so many frauds out there and why why is everything not as what it seems i don't know i think it really comes back to like mental strength right people are embarrassed of what they truly are or they believe that the best way to deceive somebody or to win is to not like tell the truth right Fake it till you make it, and then you end up faking it the entire way and get exposed. Yeah. I think that happens a lot. It does. And I think there's a difference between being overconfident. I mean, you you don't have to fake it. You can act like you own the joint, even yeah. though you don't own the joint. Mm-hmm. But f- being fake is another thing. Totally. And think about that. Like, 
you know, like a meathead walking around acting all tough. Like, very rarely are they strong or good fighters. You know, like the strongest, toughest guys in the room generally are the most humble. And we've experienced that a lot on our travels. Time and time again. Martial artists, especially at the pinnacle of their art or of their sport, tend to be humble because they know they can mess everybody up. They have nothing to prove. They don't need to prove a single thing. And that's a much stronger state. Yes. People that have to constantly remind you that they're awesome are generally not awesome. Yeah. (laughs) And think about the peacocks at the bar who want to fight you. Like, the whole way they win a fight is by trying to scare you before even getting into the fight inflated chest mm, yelling yeah. like do you know who i am like you know, it's when you feel the opposite it represents with the opposite type of action mm. if you feel weak and you're like oh man i don't know i don't feel that strong you act like, like tough and puffed out and like mm. you peacock and like try to show off to because that's your defense mechanism right right whereas if you feel truly strong you can act the reverse you yeah. can Sorry, man, I don't want none of this. Yeah. I don't want that smoke. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> so how much do you think mental strength, how important is that in martial arts and everyday life? I mean, I think it's probably the biggest factor once you reach a, reach a certain level, right? For guys like us, we're, we're not fighting pro or anything like that, like... Generally, if you know some things, you can, you can take down somebody who's never trained martial arts in their life because yeah. you, your skill set is the difference in skill set can make up for so much in between there, right? But when you get to a point where everybody in the room is kind of at the same level, the only separate separation is the mindset. Mm-hmm. Like how you can handle being in tough water, how you can handle the sparring sessions, how you can handle the training, how you can handle getting through injuries, how you could keep consistent. And right now we are living in a time which requires us all to be mentally strong. We're heading into an era of chaos. We're heading into times of flux, change. Things are being shaken up. What we used to be comfortable with and take took for granted is no longer. Mm-hmm. It right now, it's kind of that analogy of, of a forest fire burning down old wood, but some of those new seeds of innovation and change can't grow until the fire blazes through. And we've been blessed as a generation. I cannot imagine the mental toughness it would take to go through the World War II era oh. or World War One. Any war, man. War in general. How did those people do that? And 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 the ones who made it through and, and survived, like how did they have the mental fortitude yeah. to get through times like Storming that? Storming the beach of Normandy. Warriors, actual warriors. Yeah. Like there's nothing in my life that I can even hold a flame or relate to that type of mental toughness. And why is it that mental illness or mental health is so high right now? You would assume just by the gravity of events of a world war that that would be the pinnacle of 
mental health and mental illness. But it's non-deniable right now in the global climate, we as a society need mental toughness and we need to focus on our mental health. And how do you train that? A sure fire way to retreat in mental health is when we lose purpose. I feel like we as humans are all very purpose driven. Mm. And if we lose purpose, it's hard to get out of bed sometimes. If you don't know what this is all about and you have no why, you have no North Star, you're not working towards something, you're not trying to better yourself, you're not trying to learn something new, you're not trying to grow. If you're not doing any of those things, by definition, you're shrinking, you're retreating, you're succumbing, you're, you're going down, you're, you're dying. Mm -hmm. And, and this is where I think it's very important for all of us to understand why we have been put on this planet. And if you don't know, there's real joy in experimenting to find it out. Go try, have an open mind. When your friend invites you to go climbing and you've never gone climbing before, say yes. Yeah. Try something new. Try martial arts. Try starting a business. What do you love? What, do you, what brings you joy? Find whatever that is and, and focus on that because even if you don't end up doing that and turning it into a livelihood, it's therapeutic. Yeah. Creating, being an artist in our own way, coming up with new ways to dream up solutions that'll help people, that can serve your community. We've talked about this all the time. When you're feeling low, go serve others. It, it's impossible not to feel good. Yeah. Because you're not focusing on yourself. You're not having the pity party, which we all have. I'm guilty of it too. We all get in our own heads and we are all our own worst enemies. We're all our toughest critics and we all prevent ourselves from reaching our true potential. I 100% agree with we all get in our heads too. 99% of the time, we are what's causing the most mental damage to ourselves. Yes. It's not an external force telling us all these things. It's what we tell ourselves. The stories. One thing that martial arts has really taught me, and in particular, the martial artist that really taught me that, well, there's two, Sensei J. Creasy and also Sifu Singh. Yeah. The power of stillness, the power of meditation, and you get to experience a lot in your martial arts journey. There's moments where you sit in Seiza and you just have, are, are you quiet and you sit there? There's, times where you maybe do qigong or tai chi or there's meditative practice built within it just like there is in yoga and other types of healing art forms mm -hmm. stillness and the ability to look inside and to give yourself a tune-up yeah and check in with yourself is a is a important practice that often gets breezed over because of the intensity of people's schedules right now. I think that if you were to go back in time a hundred years, the amount that people had to do in a day, the stimuluses, the things stealing attention was way reduced. And because of that, they probably had to, by environment, be alone, 
sit in silence, yeah. process things more. Like when somebody left, you didn't get to communicate with them. Like the drama yeah. disappeared. Yeah. And then he, it may be resumed or whatever mm-hmm. when it came back. But now we are in constant communication at all minutes with multiple people mm-hmm. and carrying multiple burdens, burdens of how I'm feeling, burdens of um, COVID-19, burdens sure. of war in Ukraine, burdens yeah. of yeah. all of these burdens that you're carrying. And it's de- taking away from minutes and moments where you get to st- sit in stillness and work on your mental fortitude, your mental strength and stop the negative self-talk and to check in, right? And I'm in no way a psychologist or a person who specializes in mental health. Right. But from my own experience through martial arts, I found that that mindful practice, that stillness has been one of the biggest game changers whenever I'm feeling anxious. And sometimes it's hard to do because the thing often that is causing us the stress and anxiety is the, we, and we often don't realize this, but you know, all this connection, like you were saying, constantly being in touch, constantly being able to get a hold of, getting a text, having to feel like you have to answer right away. The thing that is causing us the stress is what we, when we're, when we're stressed out, like, oh, I'm going to just check out. I'm just going to scroll through Twitter. I'm just going to scroll through. Whoa. <laughs> Seriously, though. Yeah. This is like, I want to. I'm going to escape. Rely. You want to yeah, escape. It's escapism. But the escapism is causing the anxiety. And even and a good example is even last night. You know how they always t- say, you got to just, you have to wind down. And I've been bad lately of working and then shutting it down and going straight to bed. Like on the screen, on the answering emails or editing a video, doing things. And and it's like, well, I got to get it done. Dude, got to launch this thing tomorrow. Or so busy, this busy, busy, got to get this done. And burning it, I need at least six hours at least, you know, and then taking it right to the line. And then shocker, I lay in bed for an hour because my mind is still going. Yeah. And last night after training, I was a sweaty mess, achy, bruised up. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a bath, just put some Epsom salts in there. No music, no nothing, just my thoughts, just me. And for the next two hours, I chose to be in silence. Hmm. No phone, no music, no nothing. And it was very helpful. It was very helpful. Not only did I actually end up having to get up and write down some realizations that I was having and some things that I really got to think deeply on. And you know when you get in that state where realizations come to you and you're like, holy shit, I gotta write. It's almost like a direct download from somewhere. You're like, holy, this is genius. I gotta write it down because it's fleeting. I've had it where I'm lying in bed and I'm like, I will totally remember this tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, I just, I thought of something game changing last night and what was it? And it's gone. Totally. It's, It's gone. And you can try your hardest to try and remember it, but it's gone. So anytime that I feel that, 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 that bell that rings like, whoa, got a, got a dinger. Yeah. Write it down, write it down immediately. And half the time I'm, these come to me while I'm sort of in that, 
semi-sleep state where you're trying to fall asleep, but you're still thinking about things. But then all of a sudden, bam, some sort of profound realization happens. Get my ass out of bed. And I don't care if it doesn't make sense or not, because half the time it's dark and I'm just writing shit down. I'm like, at least I'll have a clue <laughs> in the right. morning of what profound thing I came up with. Totally. And sometimes it's like, I have no idea what I was talking <laughs> about. I have no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. And other times it's like, holy shit, that's genius. I didn't even know I thought of that. Like you, It's this weird state that these things come to you. But I also realized that I haven't done that in a long time. Hmm. What else have I not done? Wound down in a long time and actually taken the time to sit in silence, sit in my own thoughts, not be distracted, put away the phone for 90 minutes before bed. I'm going to do my damnedest to try and make that part of my practice because I think it's going to help with mental toughness. And it helps you through mental health. I felt better. I felt great today. As bad as it sounds and as scary as it sounds, I think phone usage has a direct correlation to your personal mental healthness. Yeah. Mental health. I think the more time you spend on a phone and locked into the internet and socials, it really has a negative effect on your your state. You can run the experiment yourself. Mm-hmm. Put the phone away for even just ha- the afternoon, half a day, and go for a walk. <laughs> and 99% of us are addicted to it. It's hard not to, man. It is a real addiction. Yeah. And there are times where I get my ass kicked by it. And I admit defeat. I, I, I actually consciously try, like when I realize like, holy shit, I have been scrolling for 90 minutes right. <laughs> and not even realize it. So, hey, you won. You got me. I tap. I, I got beat. Right. So what is the Buddha Brothers challenge this week? Turn off your phone. For how long? Ooh. What's the rules? <laughs> yeah. okay. What's Actually, the parameters? You know what? Here, here's, here's something easy. 90 minutes before bed, no screens, no music, meditate, do stretching, something, no music, just you, your thoughts, have a bath, take a, do a cold plunge, sit, meditate, do something, but wind down. I, it's hard to do and it's hard to not be distracted, but try and try and take a 90 minute block of time with no electronics, no screen, no distractions. That's including TV. That is including TV. There you go. No music, no TV, no nothing. And honestly, for the first half hour, you're like, shit, I really want to listen to a podcast. Shit, I really want to listen to music. God, I could totally be doing this right now. Or I got I want to edit a video or whatever it is. Hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But this is a, a way that we can reach a, uh, that wind down state. I swear your sleep is going to be better. Nice. All right. Well, until next week. Until next week.